everybody. Welcome to New Life Church. Glad to have you guys here with us. Wow, if you would go ahead and find a seat, that'll be great. My name is Jeff Baker. And I am the lead pastor here at the church. So if this is your first time with us, or maybe you, you haven't been here for a while and you're, you're coming back, we just want to say welcome to you. Uh, you are sitting in one of three of our worship venues. And so I need to take a quick moment to say hello to those that are worshiping with us live uh, here at our Carney campus in our East venue. I'm excited about what God's doing there. As well as out at our North Platte campus, there's a couple of hundred people that are worshiping with us out there as well. And they're all live right now. So we're one church, multiple locations, and we're all worshiping, and we're all celebrating together that Jesus is risen and that Jesus is alive. Amen? Come on. Right on. So you're excited to be here. You're excited to be at church. You're excited to worship Jesus this Easter. Is that right? Am I what I'm hearing? Good, good. Awesome. Man, well, if I'm a pastor, I think the right thing to do right now is pass the offering plate then. Oh, we already did that. Okay. All right. My bad. Just joking. That's, all for, that's for all of you guests that just think the church is all about money. We're not going to do that again. And we're not that way. We're about Jesus today. Amen? That's what, we, that's what we're here to worship. Um, hey, listen, uh, today I'm going to be asking you one big question. Are you ready for this? You just have to remember one thing all morning long. All morning long, one thing. And the big question we're going to be looking at today is this. Who's writing your story, who's producing your story, and who's the main character? Is it you or is it God? Who's writing it, who's producing it, and who's the main character? That's our entire focus this morning. We're going to keep coming back to that question over and over again. In fact, you're going to be challenged to really put your life on the line and say, who is writing my story, who is producing my story? And who's the main character today? So as we think about that, I'm sure that many of you, all of you here, at some point in your life, you had a disagreement with someone else that just didn't see it from your perspective. They didn't see the same story from the same, the same perspective that you saw it. They didn't experience it the same way, although both of you were there at the exact same time. You know, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm saying? We, we, we all have these moments where two people experience the exact same thing, but they see it from two completely different sides. It, went, it goes all the way back to our childhood. When we were children, and we're playing in the living room, throwing the ball back and forth, which how many of you guys grew up in a home where you weren't supposed to throw the ball in the house, but you did it anyways? All right, good. You don't want to lie in church, by the way. All right, that's just... That's the second rule, all right? So, yeah, so we're throwing the ball, we're throwing the ball, and then somebody, somebody, you know, hits the lamp, and the lamp falls off the table, and it breaks, and mom walks into the living room and says, who broke the lamp? And you're there with your sibling, right? And you point to her, and she points to you. And, you're, she's, and mom's, mom can see through all that stuff. But even when we were children, when something went down, we, we could see it from two different perspectives. One would say, well, you threw the ball. And the other one would go, well, you missed the ball. You see what I'm saying? Right? Did you guys have that discussion this morning? Is that what went down? In a conflict, in marriages. You know, I mean, I've been in ministry for quite a while. So I've been able to talk to a lot of different couples that are going through marital problems. It, it pretty much goes like this, normally. The husband comes and he wants to talk to me about the marriage and all he wants to tell me is about the problems that he has, right? No, it's always the problems that his wife has. It's always that, right? It's never I have problems. It's always she has problems. Or the wife wants to come and wants to talk and she wants to tell us all about the husband's problems. 
Right? And so even in conflict, you can see things from two different perspectives. That's not the way it's going in your marriage, right? You know that you're the one screwed up, right? All right? So let's just admit it, right? I'm the one's messed up. I got the problems. Life, by the way, conflicts get resolved a lot quicker when you're able to admit you're the one with the problems. I'm just going to tell you that. If you start with that, life gets a lot better from there. But you see these conflicts that take place, and people can see it from two different perspectives. If you've ever had an auto accident, I know, nobody wants to have one, but that's why they're called accidents. You don't drive out that day planning to have, like, your car hit another person's car, Right? It's an accident. It happens. That's the way it goes. And you're in an intersection and, you know, you pull through the intersection and you get T-boned. Right? So you would instantly say, well, I was going through the intersection. You, they T-boned me. But then the other person says, I was going through and this person jetted in front of me and that's why I ran into them. So you can have one thing happen and two people give completely different reports and have two different responses. And you, don't want to, you want to know one of the big reasons why that happens? is because when we're faced with a, with a challenging situation, there's more than one decision that can be made. We have the ability in that moment to think, am I going to tell the truth or am I going to tell the lie? Am I really, truly just seeing it from this perspective and I'm going to tell you the way it goes down? When we're in challenging situations, people respond actually completely different. Like, have you noticed that when you're in a tense, you know, high-pressure situation, there are some people that jump in with both feet and want to take it, you know, by the reins and go, let's go with this. Like, they almost love it when the intensity gets turned up in a conversation. And then there's other people, when the, when the heat gets turned up and it's a very tense moment, what do they do? They, they go back and they, they hide in the shadows someplace. Right? So we can respond totally different to two different situations. Have you ever been on a long car ride with some friends? A, a car ride, I'm talking like something that's, let's say, five, seven, nine hours long. You ever been on one of those? And you got a few people in the car? And you, you just know, right? I mean, if you're going to travel that long with a few people, you can't talk the entire way, can you? Well, some people can. <laughs> but when it gets quiet, like when the conversation takes that what's called the seven-minute lull, right? Where you've been intense and people have been laughing and joking and you're telling a story and you're sharing, you know, and you're comparing notes. And then all of a sudden you get to that moment where there's like this awkward silence. You know, there's some people, they can handle the awkward silence. Like they can just sit there and ride it on out as long as it can go. They might sit there quiet for the next 30 minutes, but then there's that other person in the car that just can't handle the awkward silence. Right? And they start sweating, their hands start getting sweaty, and they just start talking about random things. They don't even know what they're talking about. Don't, don't nudge the person next to you right now. That would not be nice. That would not be nice. That's because when we're faced with difficult situations, we can respond totally different than the person sitting next to us. In fact, from difficult situation to difficult situation, we have to make a choice because life is Life is full of choices, and life is like coming to a Y in the road or a fork in the road, and you've got to make decisions constantly. Am I going to go to the right, or am I going to, am I going to go to the left? And every decision that you make, it alters your outcome. It alters your destiny. It alters where you're going to land. And a lot of these decisions that we're making are not minor. They're major decisions, major decisions of who I'm going to be married to, the job I'm going to take right? How we're going to discipline our children, how we're going to discipline in this one moment, how we're going to handle this financial crisis. 
how we're going to maybe honor God with the finances that we have, business decisions that have to be made. There's whys in the road all the time about your integrity, you know, of you know, what you're going to do tonight, what you're going to end up doing in this particular conversation. And each one of those whys is a decision that you have to make, but it alters your outcome. I recently heard that uh, when we get, well, I'm only 47 right now, but when I get to that 65 to 70 age bracket, and some of you are there and beyond, and you could, you could probably answer this question, but I heard recently that when, when you get to that 65 to 70 age bracket, you tend to look back on life and not regret the things that you did as much as regret the things that you didn't do. That when you came to the Y in the road, you took the easiest route. You took the simplest route. You took the one that was going to, you know, maybe cause less pain for you. The one that was less, less risky. And many times when we get older in life, we look back and we go, man, I wish that I would have took that other route. I wish that I would have gone with the route that was a little more difficult to start with, but the reward was so much greater. And in the middle of life, in the middle of our pain and in our struggle and our suffering, we tend to take the easy route. But every decision that we make, every why in the road, it's writing a story. Is it writing your story or is it writing God's story? That's what we keep coming back to today. Just because you might choose God's story doesn't mean it's going to be absent of pain, by the way. There's still going to be moments of pain. So you can't equate pain with just always your story. God's going to lead you sometimes through some very, very difficult things. But it's what builds character. So today, the question before you is, who's writing, producing, and acting as the main character of your story? Who's doing that? And in a, in a moment... We have a team, a drama team, and they're going to present to you a story of a man that has to make that decision. Who is going to be the writer, producer, and main character? Is it going to be him, or is it going to be God? So today, as you watch this drama, I want you to be thinking about what decision will you make today? There's a why in the road for you. Are you going to walk out of here with Christ being the writer, the author, the director of your life? Are you going to walk out of here with you being the writer, the author, the director, and the main star of your life. Which one's it going to be? I want you to watch this drama as you contemplate that question.
So today, you have a question that you've got to answer, right? Is it going to be your story or his story? Each of us is given one life to live. That's all we get. We get one shot at this. There's no redo. Uh, there's no hit the reset button and let's come back and give it another, you know, 80, 90 years and give it another shot. No, we get one shot at this. We were born, we are raised, and we get one opportunity to live our lives. And the question is, who are you going to live your life for and what are you going to live your life Is it going to be for you? Is it going to be for God? Is it going to be God's story? Is it going to be your story? What is it going to be? I wondered to myself if your story, your script right now was the one that this drama was acted out as, how would it have ended? 
Would it have ended like this man where he ends up putting his hope back in Jesus? Or would it have ended in just your story ending with you hanging on to yourself, trying to get by? And the, the answer to that has to come down to that question again. And the difference is the story ends differently depending on who's writing it. So if you're the one that's writing it, it's going to be filled with all kinds of pain and struggle and sorrow, and it's going to go on and on and on, and difficult situations are going to happen. But in the end, here's the kicker, in the end, there is no place of refuge, there's no place of hope, there's no place of strength, because it's all been built on you. If you let God be the writer, the producer, and you let God be the main character living through you, then you, you're going to have the, the past pain that you've experienced so far, you're going to probably face some difficult situations in your future, but here's the big difference. The big difference is the fact that you have Christ risen, risen from the grave, who is alive today, who can be your refuge, he can be your strength, he can be your peace in the midst of a struggle, he can be your hope. That although your life doesn't just like poof instantly, like all your problems go away, you instantaneously have one who is greater than you. And in him we put our refuge, and in him we put our strength. But that's the difference between you writing your story and God writing your story. One thing I know about God is this. He's passionate about being the writer, producer, and the main character of your story. He's passionate about it. In fact, he's already written a script. And he's wondering today, will you want to follow his script or not? It's talked about in Psalms 139, verse 16. The psalmist says this. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every day of my life was already written, God, by you. In fact, he goes on and he says, every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. If you use that that concept just in a book terminology, which he was using it, he goes, basically, from the front page to the back page, your story, God's already written it. It's in the library of God. And God right now is sitting on a page and he's going, I'm wondering if you would like to join me on my page or if you want to keep writing your own story today. That's a decision that you and me have to make. We have to decide, are we going to let God's will be done in our life or are we going to just keep moving on with our selfish will? To give up your selfish will is a massive choice. It's that why in the road today. And if you're going to take God's choice and you're going to go with God, then I got it. There's going to be a lot of trust there to put your life in God's hands. In fact, there's a lot of blind trust that you're going to have to put in God's hands. But you're also going to have to give up control. It's one of the very difficult things that we all wrestle with in humanity. Will will I give up control with me being the leader, the writer, producer, or am I going to give it up and let God be the main lead and the writer and the producer? In the end, you have to come down to, am I going to trust that God has his best interest in line for me? And so sometimes we stand there and we go, okay, God, I'll give you my life. You just tell me the rest of the story. Like, you, okay, if it's written in a book, pull my book off of the shelf. Tell me how the story goes so that I can decide if I want to follow you or not. But guys, that's that's not the choice we get. We don't get the choice of knowing what all is going to happen. In fact, there's many things that if you let God be the writer and the producer, there's many things that are going to happen that you're going to to wonder to yourself, God, why are these things happening this way? 
It was Easter 2017, and I said to you in a prayer, I want you to be the writer and the producer. Why are things happening this way? Haven't you ever had one of those experiences where something took place in your life and then only two years later goes by and you look back and you see it from a whole different perspective? I mean, when you were in it, it was painful and it was a struggle and you hated it and you didn't want to have anything to do with it. Two years go by and you look back and you're like, I'm so thankful. So thankful that I'm that that happened in my life. Even though it brought pain, I'm so thankful now. When we look at this world and our life through the lens of our eyes, we can get some things really screwed up, just like the people that were around Jesus. Just think of the perspective that men and women had around Jesus when Jesus goes and he hangs on the cross and then they see his body ripped down and put into a tomb. To to man's perspective, it's done, it's over, it's sealed, it's a done deal. Their friend Jesus, as powerful and as amazing as he was, is in a grave and that's where he's going to stay. You know why? Because that's all they knew. That's all they knew. And if man was writing Jesus' story, guess what? We wouldn't be here today. And we wouldn't be celebrating this because none of, the, none of Jesus' closest friends ever imagined in their wildest dream that Jesus was going to raise from the dead. None of them in their wildest dream ever thought that in 2017 we would still be here celebrating a risen Savior and an empty tomb. They just couldn't see it. In the heat of the moment, they were blinded. In the heat of the moment, they forgot all the things that Jesus had said. They couldn't connect the dots together. But aren't we all thankful that, that, that Jesus went through that pain so that we can stand here today and have a risen Savior who definitely has the ability to have the end of our story be something that's filled with hope instead of a hopeless ending? That we have a risen Savior that we can actually stand firm with? That he is greater than the things we face than facing all of life's struggles on our own? Absolutely it is. That's the difference between Jesus being the writer of your story and you being the writer of your story. When God's allowed to produce and write your story, the unimaginable can take place in your life. Addictions can actually be broken. Today, right here, right now. Marriages, they can be healed right here, right now. Guilt can be wiped away from all of your past experiences. Shame can evaporate in a moment from the the past life that you've been living. And self-confidence, it can instantaneously be restored. It only happens when we let Jesus be the writer, the producer, and let him live in us and through us as the main star. So each one of you has to decide today because everybody's being asked the exact same question. Everyone, no matter who you are, how long you've been at this church, whether this is your first Sunday or your 200th Sunday, right? Who is going to be the writer and the producer and who's going to be allowed to be the main star of the story? If your story... If your storyline was written in a book, which title would it be given in the end? How would people really know you? Would they, be, would they know you as you wrote your own story? So the title would be your story? Or was it, would it be known that you are a person to let Jesus write your story? And the title of your book would be his story. Today, that's what, you, that's what it comes down to. You got the why in the road. Our worship teams are going to come and they're going to lead us in worship. They're going to take the next few minutes to sing two critical songs. During these two critical songs, I want you to both worship God by contemplating the why in the road in which you're at. Are you going to walk out of here today with it being your story? Or are you going to walk out of here today with it being his story?
That's the question before you today. Why don't you stand with me and let's pray. So Lord, we are so grateful and thankful that you went to the cross and that you, you, you gave up your life for us and you, you perished on that cross and your blood was shed on that cross so that our sins can be forgiven. But Lord, we are even more thankful that you rose again from the grave and today that's what we're here to celebrate. We're celebrating a risen Savior who actually has the ability to alter the story of our life. That you love us enough that you already have a book written with all of our days accounted for. If we'll just let you have your will done in our lives, our story can end with the title, It Was His Story. We lived our life so that Jesus would get the glory. We lived our life so that, God, we would honor you. But, Lord, people are at the why in the road right now. And they've got to make the critical decision. And over these next two songs, may your Holy Spirit wrestle with us on the inside. And may you bring us to a point where we can literally say, God, I want to live for your story in my life. I don't want just my story. Lord, challenge us today and bring us to a point of decision. Is it going to be your way or is it going to be our way? Mm -hmm.